Hey lovely, you're listening to the She Dreams All Day podcast with your gal pal and fellow introvert, Mia Brox. That's me, by the way. This is a safe space for all introverts and dreamers looking to realize their dreams of shining online with confidence so they can build a dreamy online business, make an impact in the world, and that ka-ching while being 100% themselves and having fun in the process. And around here, the introvert hangover is of course sold separately. I'm all about empowering you to step into your superpower and become quietly confident online. I'm also about Friends, the TV show, chocolate, milk chocolate, and coffee with cream. And just so you know, quiet people can do amazing things because we totally can. So get ready to feel inspired, learn, laugh out loud, and let's be alone together, have an honest chat about how cool introverts are as we dive into today's episode. Hey friend, welcome back to this Dreams All Day podcast. Today is a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful guest on the show. I am so excited for the conversation that you're about to listen to. I talked to one of my friends, Sarah. She is a spiritual mindset coach and a fellow introvert, so we love her even more now, right? <laughs> her mission is to help women build deeper and more loving relationships with themselves so that they can manifest their goals with success and confidence. So to be honest, I struggled to name this episode because honestly, we go through so many different topics in this episode. From meditating, to journaling, to shadow work, to being an introvert in business, to her best book recommendations. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff. She is such a knowledgeable person when it comes to the world of spirituality and working on limiting beliefs so that they don't hold you back anymore. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this chat. I think you're going to find it super valuable. So make sure that you follow Sarah on the socials and I'll leave some links in the show notes so you can go out and check out Sarah and her beautiful work. If you are someone who is a bit of a skeptic or has been a skeptic of the spiritual world, like myself, I mean before, back in the day, I would consider it to be woo-woo and a bunch of crap, to be honest. I'm just being super honest here, but I have changed my mind since then, obviously. You know, I love to visualize. You know, I love to manifest by taking intentional action. But if you are someone who is brand new to spirituality, this episode is going to shine a light on some new things that you might want to implement into your life. And it's it's a wonderful world to be a part of. So without further ado, cue the interview. Hey, Sarah, and welcome to the Your Dreams All Day podcast. How are you? Hey, Mia, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here, and I'm doing really, really great <laughs> So, because I'm so excited to be here. You're like smiling so much. I'm also smiling. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come on, and I'm like, is she coming? Hard? She's muted. Where is she? Like, I'm just like so excited to talk to you. We're pretty much going to dive straight in. I mean, where do we even start? I want to know everything. Like we are in the same mastermind, but basically I would like to know everything, like your story. How did you end up in Bali? Like, how did you end up starting your business? And what did that journey look like? I know it's a big question to have to answer, but <laughs> we haven't really talked about this before in the mastermind. So I would actually take like to take this opportunity to for you to tell me this, your story. 
Yeah, sure. Super, super excited. So the thing is that actually my business, I started it as a holistic health coach because mm -hmm. I got certified as such. And I went into this direction because I really struggled with emotional eating and really struggled with like I was never overweight, but, you know, like focusing on those extra kilos and yeah. how I look like everything I was involved on kind of like trying to fit in, wanting to be seen and focusing on how I look, you know, so I really struggled a lot with my mindset. I was feeling like not good enough, you know, the typical stories that most people Same. have, like, you know, like <laughs> I relate to that so much. Yeah. And yeah, so I got um, into the business as a health coach because I was struggling with that and I saw uh, I came to Bali before before I started my business, you know, so it's not um, like I started my business and came to Bali. So that's kind of where I got introduced to coaching and online businesses. So that's how I kind of learned that this is a possibility, you know, so yeah. I'm also did the certification for myself and that's it evolved from there. But the reason why I got into that health coaching school is really just um, when I was growing up, I got bullied and. I just didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. I just always wanted to fit in. And as an introvert, you know, like, like you, I just, I always tried to fit in and try to change in ways that don't fit myself. And I was feeling worse and worse and more disconnected to myself, really started to hate myself. And that's how I got into that emotional eating. And I used to always believe that this is my problem, you know, mm. that this is what I need to fix. But it was just a symptom of something going on inside of you, you know, something the lack deeper. of self-love yeah. and, uh, you know, like the beliefs and the stories you tell yourself. And that's how I evolved from that health coaching and trying to fix that. <laughs> I evolved into like more spiritual and mindset because that is what eventually helped me, you know, like reconnecting yeah. with myself and building that self-love, you know, that I didn't have before. And for me, self-love is just the foundation of everything. You know, if you don't have that, or at least some kind of acceptance of yourself, it's going to be hard to like show up for your dreams and go after what you want. So I don't know, like I never had like a catalyst moment that really like changed everything for me. It was just like a gradual journey more and more into it and seeing things in my life that led me to here. So yeah. It's not like your typical story. <laughs> you didn't have like a spiritual awakening or anything no, like that. Not at no. all. But when, when is this? Where are we? I always like to know what year we're in for some reason. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> when did this start? First, when I got to Bali, it was like 2017. So it was five mm -hmm. years ago. Okay. I kind of like learned more about the online business stuff and that health coaching stuff. So I learned about how that, like that I could like pursue something like that in order to heal myself, you know? Yeah. And then it took me two years actually to sign up for it because I believe I'm not good enough. Like, who am I to do this? You know, look mm -hmm. at me, like, how could someone like me give health advice? So it took me two years to finally sign up. And that was in 2019. So I did the thing from June 2019 to June 2022. Yeah. And then I started my business as an emotional eating coach and then beginning of 20. 21 yeah so last year it's like so close now already I started to focus more and more on the spiritual side as I realized that is where my passion lies and yeah. what really really helped me you know that connection to self and everything so yeah those really, are kind of like the years yeah yeah sorry I just love the details I need to know all the details <laughs> but I can so relate to what you're saying about 
wanting to fit in. I mean, in Scandinavia, we even have this term for it called, I don't know if you have that in Switzerland, but it's called Janteloven. That doesn't really make much sense for you now, but basically (laughs) it means that we should always fit in. We should just do what society asks of us. Mm -hmm. We should go, you know, live a very basic A4 life. I don't even know if that's a saying in English, but we're going to go with it. Like a very basic nine to five life. Like that's what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, if you go your own way and start something else, something extraordinary, something online, then you're weird. Then you don't fit in. Then you are meant to be judged. It sounds horrible, but like that's the mindset that I was in as well. Like I was very scared of what other people would think of me as an introvert as well. Like I thought that I couldn't do what I'm doing right now. I couldn't, you know, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast, interview people. We've been conditioned to be a specific way, a certain way. And so it took me a while as well to like take the leap and dare to do my own thing. And so I can totally, totally relate to that. And mindset is such a huge part of it. I mean, it's, you know, 80% of running a business and then 20% strategy. I mean, that's what Tony Robbins says. That's not my quote. I totally agree with that. It's so very important. And then I know that you focus a lot on spirituality and mindset, and I would love to hear a little bit of how you got into spirituality. How did you enter that realm? Like how, how did that journey look for you? Because I know it's very different for different people. Mm-hmm. And it's a world that's completely new to me. Like I try to meditate, but it's hard. And I have been a person that looks to the spiritual world with a bit of a skeptic eye. And in the past, I've always deemed it to be very woo woo, but not anymore. I'm definitely more open. And that's why I'm so interested to hear your journey, how you got into that, because that's a huge part of what you do online, right? Is help people with their mindsets and helping them to kind of normalize the spiritual world. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I would love to hear about your journey. No, so for me, I was really always skeptic as well. Like I'm a rational thinker I like to know the science behind things and just you know like if it's too airy fairy I'm like yeah. what is this you know like <laughs> I need to have something behind you know like some sustenance behind mm. and so I was never really into spirituality because I feel like also the problem here is that it's so much stereotyped you know like I used yeah. to always believe it's like just the people dancing around naked or I don't yeah. know what you know <laughs> you know like just a <laughs> totally. stereotype and it's like a bit like too woo you know but then when I got into that health coach certification, we had some spiritual things that we learned about the chakra system and just also like the connection to self. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you dive into the spiritual world, you learn that you're like, not just yourself, like it's like the whole connection, you no. Know? And so I just learned more and more about it through that. And I realized the practices I was using there and especially through meditation as you say you know like meditation actually I think was really the gateway into my spiritual journey because it like taught me to separate myself from my mind you know to see that there is like the the ego talking and I feel like that's what spirituality is all about like being able to step back and just acknowledging that you're the consciousness and just observing and yeah so for me like I said there was like no proper like spiritual awakening I just got gradually into it started to learn more about some science behind it, especially with manifestation, you know, 
when I first got into spirituality, actually those, how do you say this, misconception or those things some people say made me feel worse about myself, especially when it comes to manifestation, because there's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, that it's just visualizing and then you get it, get it that yeah. there's no action behind it or that yeah. it's so easy that you're going to get everything you want and all of that, you know, but I learned with that research and diving more into it that it's more about intentional living and being aware of what you do than you know like manifesting some shiny things and really that living intentionally and being connected and yeah that's like just what helped me in so many ways you know like the mindset work is one thing but I feel like it only gets you so far yeah yeah I love that and I remember reading The Secret when I was like 16 and that book mm -hmm. is very much like think it and you will have it and I'm like mm -hmm. this is a lot of BS like I don't believe this but having like read more about it and hearing you you know when you go live on Instagram and you're reading your content and everything it really has opened up spirituality for me in a new way like it is very much about taking aligned action like intentional action you have to you have to take the action as well as, you know, thinking it and visualizing. I think visualizing mm -hmm. is very powerful. Like I have a brand called She Dreams All Day because I've been daydreaming pretty much all my life. And that is essentially visualizing, but it, you know, you have to, you have to take the action as well, right? It's so, so very important. But mm -hmm. I know that you love journaling. I know you're like the queen of journaling. <laughs> And I would love to hear a little bit more about how you incorporate that practice into your life and how you use it for manifesting and working on your mindset. And so I would love to hear about that because I know that you're working on something very exciting behind the scenes as well, mm -hmm. a journaling course. So you are the go-to person for journaling. I just feel it. I just know it. So I would love to hear how you get into it and why it's so, so amazing. Because I have always been a person who's, I've always wanted to journal, but just can't get the habit to stick. Like, I don't know what to write. I feel like what I write is stupid. And then my hand gets tired. And then I'm like, I'll start a digital journal. And then I just never revisit it. Like, it's just a blank page. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to hear about your journaling journey, if you will. <laughs> so for me, so many journeys. journeys. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, everything is a journey, like yes. self-love never ends, you know, life, life <laughs> yeah, is a journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so for me journaling is just super super powerful because it helps you to become aware of yourself and everything starts with the self-awareness you know you building your confidence you starting your business and all of that starts with self-awareness because you need to know what is going on in order to overcome roadblocks and to you know like play to your own strengths and everything so the journaling really helps because if you think about how many thoughts go through your head all the time so mm. Maybe you had a thought for a second, but it's gone already, you know, yeah. and maybe you think that you constantly think about something and try to identify things, but then a lot of the thoughts are already gone again. So you're not as aware as you think, because so much is coming from the subconscious, like 95% yeah. of what we do is from the subconscious. So journaling just helps to bring it to paper and streamline your thoughts and so that you can go back to it after, not that it 
gets like hidden again. So like when I started, I had the same problem that I just couldn't make a habit of it. And I was just yeah. thinking like, what am I even writing? And it's just sometimes just writing a lot of weird stuff. But <laughs> yeah. what helped me get into it is using journaling prompts because that's like questions that help you help guide you into diving deep, you know, so you can, for whatever thing you struggle with, like Google for journaling prompts, and there's so many. And I feel like the more you do it, the easier it gets to directly go deep by yourself. And then there's so many different journaling methods, you know, there's also scripting, that's something in manifestation you use to kind of, in the morning or in different ways, you can also do it for the month or whatever. You script about your day and just kind of like, write down how you want this day to go and then you just feel into it and I mean this helps see that's like going a bit on a tangent now but that's, that's okay me. we love a good tangent <laughs> because what I wanted to say also from before with the spirituality I feel like it's just important to for everybody to just think about what it means to them and just go for the things that light them up no so with the journaling with the scripting in one point I feel like people say oh you write it down and you're gonna get it I cannot believe in that no but I know that if I maybe write down the day and write down how I want it to go, it makes me feel better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It makes me feel better. So why not? And at the same time, I kind of plan out my day, you know, so it also helps you shift the mood. And when you, for example, use it to clear limiting beliefs, you write it down and then you can really think about that limiting beliefs you had. I'm not good enough to start a business. Mm. Then you can start listing out facts why this is not true. So it just gives just by writing one sentence, you have so much power to dive deep into what is going on instead of just thinking about it, you know, because every thought is going to be gone fast again. So I'm like, makes sense. That makes total sense. I'm like nodding all the while you're talking, like (laughs) nodding, nodding. My head hurts now, but uh, I so agree with that. And that's definitely something that I want to explore more. This scripting thing sounds really fun. Like I'm a big Mm -hmm. planner. I love to be organized and plan my days. So maybe I could start implementing that into my morning routine and then Mm -hmm. because it's true like when you get intentional about how you want your day to play out you're going to feel a certain way as you plan it you're going to feel more excited and when you feel good and take action from that place Mm -hmm. the plan that you had in place and journaled out is more likely to actually happen you know Mm -hmm. because you always want to take action from an abundant place I don't know why I'm like rolling my eyes when I say abundant, like, I feel like there's some kind of, um, resistance for me, like to jump into the spirituality, but I really want to, I really want Mm. to a get better at journaling and b explore meditating a lot more. I try a lot. I sit down and I close my eyes and then I have a timer on for 10 minutes, but then I just start to fidget like things start to itch on my body and like, I can't seem to concentrate. And I know you're just supposed to let it flow through you, all the emotions, all the thoughts. You're not supposed to feel calm. You're supposed to just feel your emotions, right? And feel feel your thoughts. But to anyone who wants to start meditating more, I would love for you to share a tip if you can, like with me, like literally I'm asking you for a tip because I struggle with this. So if there's anything for someone who's brand new to it, you know, what would you suggest? Because I've always thought that there were certain things that you had to do. Like you had to sit down in a lotus position. You have to have a candle lit. You have to put on the Zen music and you have to have all these things in place. And I bet that's not true. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I'm just asking you to confirm that that's not true. Yeah, that you can absolutely. do it however you want. <laughs> and I feel like it's exactly like that. You just, in order to build habits, you need to make sure that it aligns with you. You know, for me, yeah. most of the time I meditate laying down because I just find it the most comfortable and it's me how too. I can do it the longest because even when I'm doing something, I'm moving every minute and changing my position. You know, I'm like always changing. Yeah. So it wouldn't work. So I always tell myself what is better to do it sitting and then give up or to do it lay down and continue doing at least you do it even though if someone says you should do it sitting down you know at least you do it still you know and it's about the mind it's not really about the position in that sense yeah. of course it's maybe better not to do it in the bed because then you easily drift away you know I love doing it in my bed but yeah <laughs> I, I can't tend to fall asleep when I do it in my bed <laughs> and I guess you would just have to start small I mean not mm. meditate for an hour and then <laughs> definitely and already five minutes is better than nothing at all five minutes can go a long way already you know and just maybe go in with the tension first to just do it five minutes without any pressure you know and then after a while the more you do it the more you're gonna realize those voices yeah. in your head and you're gonna be able to separate them and see the actual truth but it takes practice you know that's with everything yeah. we think we go in and it's already, you know, <laughs> we are super conscious of what is going on in our head, but it's not like that. But another tip I would like to give is maybe also start doing some breath work because there you focus on your breath. So you have something to do. And then maybe after it, you can still continue to lay down and it may becomes easier or it might also make the practice easier of just laying there, even if the full time you focus on the breath, you know. How, what is breath work for someone who does not know what that means? Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you implement that into your meditation? Uh, breath work is about breathing in like sp specific techniques, you know, it's um, mm. mindful breathing, but you do it in specific techniques, like in the, some breathing patterns. So there's, for example, breathing patterns that are meant to reduce stress or, you know, that help you sleep. So there's many, give you energy. And the thing is that mostly we breathe quite wrong nowadays we breathe very shallow more into our chest instead of our bellies because mm -hmm. probably we want to keep them more flat I don't know but <laughs> over the years we just evolved into breathing more into the chest but our main breathing muscle is the diaphragm that requires you to breathe into your belly to use it and that is what gives you the real relaxation you know is that why and you're so you calm <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just calm because my voice is so quiet you know <laughs> You to me are very, you, you give me like very calm vibes. I really love it. Really like, yeah. Cause sometimes I can get a little bit oh, when I'm nervous or something, I talk a lot you're just like, you're bringing me back to earth. <laughs> so yeah, for me, breath work helped me get better at meditating, even though I got into breath work after I got into meditation, but just because I, once you start focusing on your breath, you have something to focus on. So it's really easier to just stay there for example me sometimes when I do visualization meditations after a while I'm just wherever and then I get put pressure on myself and I feel like now I'm not even following it no but with yeah. the breathing it's much easier to stay on point and then after a while you realize you're not on focusing on the breath anymore because your thoughts go somewhere I feel like it's much easier to get back into meditative state yeah. because you have something to focus on at least you know but it's not thoughts <laughs> but but do you do you do it yourself or do you for someone who's just who's mm. wanting to do this for the first time like do they listen to to an audio or yeah what would you recommend yeah that's how you mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can there's many you can google on 
or Google or check on YouTube. Or, yeah. for example, I have been using this app lately. It's called Open. It's like O P, then like with space E, space space N. And it's complicated. You have, yeah, <laughs> I can send you the link, but I yeah, just to say because I think they probably still have like a 30 day free trial. And then after it's $28 a month, that's what I'm using. And they have like so many meditations on there, breathwork sessions, also yoga stuff. So it's all about mindfulness and you can choose like the duration, the outcome and everything. And I most of the time just <laughs> use their meditations and breathwork sessions because they're really amazing and you can always find something and I mean, this app is proof again that you can just do something in five minutes already. Yeah, that's so that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure it's going to help mm-hmm. a lot of people who wants to get into med- meditation and wants to mm-hmm. do it more. But something that I also want to ask you about, because you're just like this human being filled with knowledge when it comes to all of these things. And I know that you talk about shadow work a lot uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, reframing, limiting beliefs um, and things like that. And I'm a lot of my students in my community deal with a lot of limiting beliefs like I still do and so I wanted to ask you about shadow work how one can do that in order to help reframe limiting beliefs and thoughts that hold us back from for example starting a business or showing up online um, or anything that puts us outside our cozy comfort zones (laughs) So basically shadow work is about bringing your shadow self into awareness, being conscious of it and stop keeping it hidden. And your shadow self is all those parts of yourself that you started to suppress, kept hidden, denied consciously or subconsciously because of that conditioning you experienced as a kid. You know, it can be maybe as a kid you learned to not be angry, that it's not good to be angry. So you started to suppress that angry part of yourself. So the shadow self, it's not a problem itself. You know, it's okay. <laughs> anger is like something natural now when we continue with this example. And we all have like more negative parts of ourselves and positive, you know, it's all a point of perception. But mm-hmm. the thing here is that if you don't deal with those emotions and those parts of ourselves in a healthy way and keep them suppressed and hidden, they come up in self-sabotaging behaviors. So for example, with that angry person, maybe... Um, this person goes to Starbucks, orders a coffee and the order got wrong. And then this small thing already triggers them to really like get overly angry or overly upset. So it's because that part of yourself is not dealt with because you keep it hidden, right? And with shadow work, we want to bring that to the attention. So we want to become aware of what triggers us. And most importantly, how we project onto others, because often the things that trigger us most in other people that annoy us the most are also the parts that we have in ourselves, but mm. we keep denying, you know, yeah. or maybe you don't like a person and you say, ah, oh, this person is always showing off. I always needs to be the center of attention, but probably it is because you don't in one part of yourself, you don't let yourself Do express yourself freely. You know, you, you don't let yourself. Mm. And that being said, the shadow self is also full of parts that, are positive, you know, maybe your confidence, you don't feel like you're confident. So you project it onto others. You really look at someone and think, oh my God, this person is so amazing. She's so confident. You put them on a pedestal because you don't dare to express it yourself because you feel like, yeah, you don't have it because of something that conditions you to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I always thought that, you know, the shadow self, it's a term that I'm not very familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was just all of the 
shit. <laughs> like all of the, <laughs> the thoughts, the limiting thoughts, all of the no. negative sides of yourself. What does that look like working, like doing this shadow work? What does it look like? Yeah. It's also about becoming aware of your triggers. So a lot of it has to do, I think most parts, it, it is sometimes hard to know what is in your shadow self and some things you're going to discover after a while, but it's really good to start looking at what triggers you and other people Mm. To And I mean, of course, not everything that triggers you is really like something in the shadow self. Sometimes people are just like um, not nice. You know, sometimes people are really yeah. not nice, but just paying attention to what triggers you and other people and what kind of traits you put on a pedestal in other people. And then you can go from there and identify where you show those parts yourself, like in what circumstances, maybe with confidence, you when looking at a positive trait. Maybe you don't show it in a way where you want, you know, like maybe you cannot show express it in a way of showing up online or something, but for sure you express that confidence somewhere else, you know? So yeah. we kind of tend to believe that we don't have certain traits or we suppress them. But if you know how to express the opposite of it, or if you know how to experience it, you have it within you, you know? So yeah. it's about digging deep and identifying where you express it and yeah, going deep. <laughs> it's a big topic, I assume. Mm-hmm. But I, I know that you have a free course all about shadow work. So yeah, we're going to leave exactly. that in the show notes so people can mm-hmm. go and learn more about this. I might also sign up myself because obviously <laughs> I don't know what uh, I need. I have stuff to work on and, as we all do. And so I think this is going to be a cool thing for me to explore as well. (laughs) So Sarah, there's one thing that I really, really want to ask you. And that is for someone who is currently a skeptic of the spiritual world and thinks it's very woo woo, but still is interested to learn more about it and explore it and step into it. What are your best tips for someone who is looking to enter the spiritual world? Do you have any resources that you recommend they read or any practices that they should start? I mean, I guess journaling and meditating is, is really, it's really good for that, but yeah, I would love to hear from you, like just a few tips on how someone can get started on their spiritual journey. Yeah, sure. So I would say definitely meditation and journaling is a big thing, but again, you know, if it's really something that you dread doing, (laughs) you don't have to do it, you know, if you do it with a big dread, but at least give it a try and start small. But what helped me a lot or what I did most of the time is reading a lot of books. <laughs> I love reading and yeah. it gives me the science behind it and just reading a mix of science, more science-based books. For example, yeah. the Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is about a meditation visualization from Dr. Jody Spencer. It's very science based going into nice. quantum physics. And another book I absolutely love is The, the Unfettered Soul from Michael Singer. And this one is a bit more written in a spiritual way and about spirituality, but I absolutely loved it because the example and things he gives. And I feel like if you read this book and it's not even too big, it's kind of like the essence of what I was trying to tell about through that book. Actually, I learned a lot about being connected and trying to, you know, that spirituality is not about what you do and all of that, but it's about, you know, becoming aware that you're the consciousness and becoming aware and more conscious, you know, it's not about how it looks. And I feel like a lot of it nowadays is just about how it looks. I like to use incense and those kind of things, you know, and the sage, but it, that's not what it is all about. And I feel like nowadays many make it about that, but if you're not into that, you don't need to do it. You know, yeah. it's about really going inward and 
connecting with what is going on inside of you and reconnecting with your true self instead of the, um, the materialistic stuff. That is what helped me back a lot at the beginning. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think it will be really helpful to read a book that's very much based on science, you know, for someone who is a bit of a skeptic or yeah, more of a skeptic to this new world, then, then that's really, that's a great resource for them to, to read. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sarah. I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode because we went through so much journaling, <laughs> meditating, shadow work, your journey. Ah, oh, so good. So thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And right. thank you so much. <laughs> Yay. Bye. Bye. From everything from, from anything. And I'll leave some links to her free courses and her courses. I'll leave some links in the show notes at that. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just eating yogurt. So like the yogurt in my mouth as I'm talking. That's disgusting. Anyway, you haven't talked about. No, let's scratch that. Um, You know, what's that saying? Uh... <laughs> None of us are like native English speakers. <laughs> so I'm like trying to find the word. And yeah, <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> um we can edit out this um just now like they're they're all about the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the aunt aunt why can't i why can't i talk now okay Cass, you can edit this out <laughs>